Hello, one and all, welcome to the A to the K Wrestling Show. Did you miss us? It's been like two weeks. How have you coped? How have you managed, you know? I know I haven't. Me neither. We've just been sat here, just, you know, rocking back and forth. Spanning away. Yeah, so God knows how you guys have been feeling. But, without further ado, let's do what we always do, because we know you've missed it. We're going to throw it over to Road Dog for A to the K's little known fact of the week. Oh, you didn't know? Nice and reliable road dog. <laughs> the reliable road dog. That's how they know. Reliable road That's dog. Yeah, unlike some tag team champions. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> inside jokes, inside jokes. So, this week, we are coming at you with a rock fact because, Anthony, as we know, the rock, multi-time world champion, done it all, but he's also been... A five-time, five-time... Oh, wait, no, that was Booker T. Um, he's been a five-time tag team champion. Did you know? I, well... Like, I know he has been tag team champion, but I wouldn't have guessed five times. That seems a surprisingly high number for a man whose solo career is probably the biggest point. Indeed. But, Anthony, in all five of The Rock's tag team title reigns, none of them have lasted for longer than eight days. <laughs> So probably he's not why really you didn't know. Indeed. Um, so his first do reign. Things well. <laughs> like yeah. one but he doesn't like to share. Um, <laughs> so his first reign as one half of the Rock and Sock Connection um, lasted eight days. Uh, that was before they were beaten by Undertaker and Big Show. Um, they won it back ah, from them. Yeah. Obviously, um, they won it back from them after just one day. Um, oh no, actually, they won it back and then they lost it after uh, just one day to the New Age Outlaws. Um, they then recaptured it. Well, yeah, they then recaptured it from them uh, three weeks later for the third reign, which lasted just six days. When surprisingly, they lost it to the Hollies. Ah, an actual <laughs> tag team. Of course they did. Um, the Rock would go on to win it two more times. First with the Undertaker. Who remembers that? Um, so they beat Edge <laughs> Christian. <laughs> yeah. I always remember them too as a team. It just makes so much sense. Well, exactly. And again, they lost it one day later back to Edge and Christian. You and lastly, the name we had the Rock and Sock connection. We not get like anything for this Rock and Undertaker. No. What would that be? Um, hmm. I feel like there's something there. Dead people. Yeah. Like, if you team with Kane, it'd be quite straightforward, the Rock and Cock connection. Um, <laughs> I don't know for Undertaker. Um, oh, we're going to be real savage about uh, Kane in the news later, so make sure you tune in for that. Is it for us to talk politics? Fuck it, we're going <laughs> to. No, yeah, it's not what we do, but boy, are we going to. Um, and lastly, obviously, the other formidable tag team, the Rock and Chris Jericho. Um, and again, lost it eight days later to Booker T and Test. What? What? You know, Can we, we do, right... <laughs> This is a segment coming up, right? Not the test thing. Right, this is a segment coming up. I want to rank Jericho's tag teams because he's had a fucking lot of tag teams, right? I mean, apparently mm-hmm. so is The Rock. But Jericho, he's like team with The Big Show. He's team with The Rock. He's teamed with various other people. Those two are the ones that spun to my mind. So that maybe not got as much legs as I thought. Loads. <laughs> well, two of them. But um, I, I'm confident we could do a 10 on this. Okay, I like that. And if we, if we can't find enough Jericho tag teams, maybe we could just do the 10 most random tag team pairings of all time. Because there's a few in there where you just like... But I love that more, actually. Fuck Jericho. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, we'll do that. I mean, that um, was a bit aggressive. I have a lot of time with Jericho. He's a good guy. 
Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Anthony, that was A to the K's little known fact of the week. And this is Road Dog, reliable Road Dog, to sing us out of the Reliable Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know? So, let's talk WWE, shall we? Um, right on through. So, I mean, we haven't even really discussed, you know, the Triple H era, because obviously we've had a fortnight off. Um, but one thing I was massively enjoying this week, which will come as a surprise to absolutely fucking nobody, is we had a Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens match. Two guys who I absolutely fucking love the bones of. So, as you can imagine... I loved it. So we had an awesome promo battle between the pair of them. Um, both absolutely nailed it. You know, Kevin Owens comes out. He says he hasn't won a title in, in five years. So the prize fighter's back. He doesn't care whether it's the tag titles, the US title, whatever. He's coming for them. But he's also coming for that world title. Um, and I actually really like the fact he called Drew out for his lack of authenticity. You know, his deep voice and the kilt and the sword. Because... It's all true. It's the stuff that he never used to do when he was at the at the peak, and now he's obviously been doing it. And... He never used to have a deep voice. <laughs> well, he's a. Uh... Is he like secretly high voiced? I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, that's why they let him go the first time. Really, you put him in three man band. <laughs> he was doing the, uh, you know, the really high notes. He's um... doing the falsetto. That's the one. Um... I don't know that might not be right. I just wanted to say falsetto. Okay, yeah, we'll go with it, we'll go with it. Um, but yeah, so obviously Drew responded to that again fantastically, saying he knows exactly what, who he is, he's the guy who got fired, worked his ass off, WWE called him, he didn't call WWE, now he's here. Um, you know, it's kind of the same stuff he said before, but it's all true, so it, you know, it still has credibility to it. Um, and ultimately it led to a match which was going really, really well until the fucking Usos got involved. And it See, went this to is the DQ. Triple H era right there. Oh, this is the Triple H era. Ultimately it led to a match. I'm not used to that. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, to be what? fair, I was expecting Kevin Owens, like when Drew did that, to go, yeah, okay, but not tonight. And, you know, like slide out and do the typical yeah, heel yeah. thing. So when we got yeah, a match. We need to do a KO show for no reason. Well, exactly. Um, so when the match actually way, happened, Kevin I was Owens for those who want to be salty. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I was thoroughly entertained. Um, but interestingly, as well, after the whole shenanigans and, you know, Usos going after Drew, Kevin Owens is like, tell your tribal chief he owes me one. Which is interesting. I don't really know why, but yeah. So all in all, and what though? Enjoyed it. <laughs> what does he own? Just one. He, owe, Just he one. owes him the ability to be one with himself. But like, is it a title match? Like, uh-huh. does he have to owe him a title match? Could he not have just had one? Yeah. Maybe you just start coming out with like a Roman in the bank briefcase now. Nice. Um, can I just say one thing about the whole Drew McIntyre thing? No. <laughs> Fine. Come. It's just that people were loving the whole wrestlers in a wrestling ring comment. Yeah. It's just me who thought that was a bit weak. Yeah. It's, it, it's. I get what they're getting at because it's like, oh, we're not allowed to, we're superstars, we're not wrestlers. And it's been like that for years, so this was like, oh, look, they're saying wrestlers. But it's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the second W is for wrestling, right? Um. I'm just, I don't know, as I, 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 I've seen it on socials quite a lot, like people are like, oh, you know, it's great lines. Like, was it though? Is that what that stands for? All this time I thought it was Where's Wally Entertainment. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, where's, 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 Waldo, where's Waldo for our American Waldo. Uh, um, Yeah, that's a weird, weird uh, change up, isn't it? We call him Wally for some reason. Mm. Um, but now for me, I was just like, I suppose context is important, but like, People would be rinsing the fuck out of this if it was AEW. 
Yeah. Like, we're wrestlers in a wrestling ring. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's totally true. Yeah. It's a bit on the nose, it's isn't it? It's like, we're we podcasters it. on a podcast. Like, see? <gasps> oh. Just saying. But uh, now I, I say, I get why people are sort of like, ooh, interesting that they've used the term wrestler, but I'm just like, I can't believe that, you used. I didn't grab, didn't grab others. I can't believe you used the forbidden P word there, Anthony. You know, we're not forbidden just a podcast, P. we're a, <laughs> you know, we're a YouTube show as well. We don't refer to ourselves as just a podcast That's anymore. That's true. That's um, but yeah. That's our next uh, special uh, segment, though, forbidden P. <laughs> Okay. Can can do it. We can do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anyway, should I start talking about the bit? I like the actual bit that I've got in the notes to talk about. Or should I mean, Drew McIntyre for no reason. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Choice. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll let you pick. Uh, now, so obviously, this we've seen a lot of stuff going on, a lot of change. We've actually debated whether this change has been as heavy as people are making it out to be. That maybe some like overhype in a lot of senses. But one thing that wasn't overhyped, Carl, Dexter Loomis is back. Now. I already know that you have possibly some reservations with how they're doing this, but let's delve into it. So we saw this last week, and obviously we didn't podcast last week, so I need to mention it this week, and it continues. So um, obviously we've got these sort of random appearances from Dexter in, like, let's say the audience, which I think is the, I don't know why I'm saying let's say, it was definitely the audience. Um, But this is the bit that I think you're unsure about. Now, there seems to be a lot of speculation as well over, like, um, the obviously we, we see the hand on the door wearing fingerless gloves. Um, and a lot of people are speculating, is this the fiend? But yeah, I, I personally think probably not. Like, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit as well, possibly. But um, let's just say, in terms of the Dexter thing, Carl, so we see Dexter jump in the barricades, uh, getting tackled by security. Now, I'm intrigued as to how they're booking this because we haven't had a lot said on it just yet. But I think this is a little bit different than, oh, look who's back and walking down the ring and challenging someone. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm right in saying you had some sort of reservation over like what what is this booking for Dexter? Yeah, or I mean, concept of being the guy in the audience. Yeah, it just it's I don't know. It feels a little bit flat. I know people are loving it. Like, oh, this is amazing. It, it's keeping you watching every week to see what happens. It's like, well. Not really. It's just, you know, <laughs> he's just there in the audience. And they're kind of doing the angle that wasn't an angle with Enzo Amore after he got released and he decided to just rock up in the arena and, you know, cause a bit of fucking havoc. And then security took him out to the gun. But what if we did that with uh, Dexter Lewis? And it's like, I had no idea what the end goal is with it. You know, is it literally just to... Well, this is where we, we sort of tie back into, like, the, um, the fingerless gloves you know, and the belief that it is Dexter, but um, do you think it is going to lead to, like, a possible bigger picture here, or do you think it is just Dexter and we're leading somewhere to, like... Again, I don't really know what they do with it. Some sort of feud, obviously, but uh, this whole speculation over the possibility of the Fiend, and again, I don't want to steal your points away from you, but one thing we mentioned off-air was that uh, some people are even suggesting that um, this could be the start of a faction, so it's not just Dexter. Yeah, um, I think pe- people are have the people are reading wind being a whole thing here. Yeah, people are reading between the like the li- imaginary lines that I don't think exist. But yeah, obviously now that Triple H is bringing everybody back, they're thinking, well, you know, why it could be one of those ones. And we know we've had the Cult of Wyndham stuff and things like that, and the Wyatt Six and stuff like, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So people are 
now starting to speculate that we're going to get some sort of faction here. But it, you know, it, for me, the the hand on the door was was Dexter's hand. Um, I think people just looking at it and going, "No, nah, it's definitely." Um, yeah, know, it's great. not as if they made it blatant enough. It didn't have like hair roads on it or anything. Well, exactly. But, uh, uh, but obviously, they're there looking, going, "Well, the fiend wore these types of gloves too." And it's like, "Well, fuck it," you know. My God, <laughs> so did seventy other wrestlers. Broken. <laughs> Yeah, um, I just, I just I mean, think the whole me, the whole thing's random. So obviously the crash car last week, the bin that's on fire backstage, it, it's giving me like retribution vibes when they were just there going, "Yeah, we're angsty, angsty, and we're gonna," you uh, know. I hate I hate that connection, but I see your point. Yeah. Um, I, I the thing the positives I'm going to take from this though, Carl, right? Dexter Loomis, we we thought he was ace on NXT. Then mm-hmm. it got a little bit random in terms of like, well, he's gone, and then now he's getting called up slash brought back. And I don't know what the fuck. And then, like, did we even see him since the whole married off thing? I think it was the last no. thing. I mean, the whole Argano family kind of disappeared after that. Well, exactly. But, um, I wasn't a big fan of that at all either. But yeah, I mean, so I suppose his running next year got a little bit of shit as well. But for me, I'm I'm quite happy. In a in a few weeks, we've had of like call ups, and we'll talk about others uh, call ups slash returns. But it is very NXT branded, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, I, I quite like the way they're doing this. And to be honest, I quite like the level of pitching this at. Like, Dexter's come in clearly at the mid-card. You know what I mean? Mm. He's That's no disrespect to Bobby or AJ, but, like, look at the match. He was sort of... I, I don't even want you... Can we call it interfering? He didn't really achieve a lot. Um, but the the matches he sort of centred around, Bobby versus AJ, um, and it's no disrespect to either because they've both been in the main event scene, but they're quite clearly in the mid-card at the moment, you know? Yeah, and I think that's it's different level, yeah. to carry rocking up, for example. That's, that's, that's exactly that's where that's where Dexter should be initially because we've not really. I still maintain this from NXT. We've not had a lot of them in the ring, really. Yeah. So no, exactly. It could be huge. It could be awesome. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I think there's some positives to take from this. I do. I think it's a bit different to what they've been doing with other people. So yeah, I mean, talking. I, I I am a big Dexter Loomis fan. I think the thing that worries me is, um, obviously we don't really watch NXT anymore, but I did see that. Indy Hartwell got a like a Valentine's type card off Dexter Loomis this you know at um, yesterday's show, and it was like oh god what are they doing here now? But I don't know. I think um, it could it could land or it could just fall flat <laughs> at the minute for me. It's just a bit I don't know. I'm not massively sold on it. I think people are losing their mind over it, whereas I'm just kind of like okay, marginally intrigued. But yeah, it's um, I we'll mean see. it's super intriguing because of who's who's at the helm at this point because. You know, all due respect to Vince, he's always been up and down on these sort of characters, as and he's either going to massively fuck it up or it's going to really take off. You know, and um, I, for me, I thought it probably would have gone the the other way with Dexter. So I'm intrigued to see what Triple H does with him and whether he he has a similar sort of approach. In the it may it may just be something totally fucking stupid and not work out, or who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? Well, speaking of things that are totally fucking stupid. Um, so I can't let them off the hook. We've, we've we've let them get away with it for far too long. So <laughs> um, I'm talking, of course, about the 24/7 title. So we've got Bailey's little faction still doing the rounds backstage, um, and then th- those three kind of, you know, corner Dana Brooke, um, and Dana's kind of there with the 24/7 title, and it's like, well, okay, now we're going to have a match, which is not for the title, um, between Dakota Kai and uh, Dana Brooke. So. I don't know, like we've let this slide for far too long. It hasn't it hasn't been 
is prevalent the last couple of weeks, especially since Triple H has been involved, even to the point people thought they just abandoned it. But yeah. it was very Which much here this week. A, that would have been some good booking right there. Just well, <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, the concept is still a wonderful thing. Like, you know, the stuff you've mentioned that they could do with it would be amazing, but um, yeah. they just don't. But essentially, um, we ended up having this match, and it was a non-title match. Now, I don't, I, I legitimately don't understand that. Like, how can it be the 24-7 title? But not on the line. I get <laughs> so fucking conditional. You know, it's unreal. I, I can I can slightly overlook when there's scheduled matches for it because that makes sense because it's twenty four seven title and I suppose you know even though I'm not a fan of it, it's still on the line, right? But how can it? Yeah, take your not, point there. But... It can't be a twenty four seven title if it's not on the line. Twenty four. You see, annoyingly, because it's the twenty four seven title, they have to specifically specify that this is a non title match. <clears throat> Will you? Which is fucking annoying. They, it, usually you get the reverse, don't you? Mm. Like the champ will have a match, and you you're told whether it's a title match. Yeah. Like you don't you don't assume it's a title match, but we're meant to assume that with the twenty four seven title. So the fact that they now have to consciously go out of the way to go, this isn't a title match, by the way, to leave us to sit here and go, well, why not? Yeah. Because, and again, we've talked about this before, but I'm gonna bitch about it again. Why not just pin it immediately after the non-title match then? Well, exactly. She's already down. Match has ended. All right, I may as well get the title then yeah. as well. Done. Just and I'd actually give them some credit if they did that. Like they literally just stayed there and went counted again, and then took yeah. the title. Yeah. Because why the fuck not? It's only during that match that it's not on the line, surely. That's so. it. Like, it, like legitimate. You know, the, beside the fact it looks like a big fucking turd. You know, if the uh, it's the most, it's the ugliest one. <laughs> it's like, horrible. I, I get to see a title worse than it. To be honest, I still you. I still remember when Mick Foley unveiled that belt and everyone was like proper hyped. It was like the twenty four sets can be like the hardcore title. He brings it out and everyone was just like the fuck is that? Um, so yeah, it it looks awful, but also yeah, it could it could have been something great, and it's just unfortunately just been a failure all the whole time. So. I think, let's be self aware with this. I think they should go meta, and um, even the. The wrestlers themselves know that it's a it's a dog shit title and they don't want it, and the yeah. challenge is to get rid of it onto someone else. <laughs> that might be quite an interesting way to do it. To be fair, <laughs> just literally like knocking somebody out, but then pulling them and on top of you to cover you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't want this piece of shit. <laughs> I would that would that, have saved me for a good few weeks. Yeah, well, that's it. It needs to, it needs to do something. Like even when the the whole stuff that you're doing with Reggie and Dana, and then even putting it on Dana just. It was the, the bottom of the barrel for it, really. So it either needs to be just, you know, put to bed now or they need to just give it a shot in the arm because, yeah, it's uh, it's woeful. Indeed. Shocking stuff. So let's talk about Carrion Cross, shall we, Carl? Okay. Now, I think it's fair to say. Right, so let's let, – firstly, Carrion Cross is back, for those who don't know. Again, we're a little bit behind. Apologies for that. Now <laughs> – I was made up to see him back, mostly because of how he was back. And I mentioned this to Carl earlier that when he debuted on WWE, they fucked this up so much. Like NXT, it was fine. But then you go main roster call up and they go, well, we're not going to include Scarlett. We still don't really know why that was, but, you know, that was the case. We're not going to include Scarlett. And he's going to dress like a like a Roman gimp, right? Because <laughs> With a motorcycle you know, helmet. He, Lord knows he needed a character change, right? And then, lo and behold, it wasn't working out, and they got rid of him because, you know, it's not working out, is it? So the fact that they brought him back is great, right? I always thought he had potential in that sense, right? But the fact that they brought him back exactly how they fucking should have debuted him in the first place is fantastic. I said this to you before, Carl. Like, without Scarlett, he's shit, really. 
That's no disrespect to him. Like, shit might be a bit of a strong term. He's still a, a really talented guy, but like, not in the in not in that point of view. Like, he's he's great in the ring, but promo wise and intimidation wise, that all comes from Scarlet. Scarlet is the perfect hype woman for him. Yeah. Right. Like, look at the way he debuted on NXT and the way it was done this time around. Like, she comes out. She doesn't even have to say anything. Just put the clock down. You know, the whole entrance, the whole approach is, like, intimidating as fucking. You're like, oh, shit, it's going down. He's going to go after Roman eventually, one of these days, soon, maybe. Right? (laughs) And for me, that works perfectly. Like, when it's just him rocking up by himself. And, um, again, I think you mentioned as well, like, even especially now with the hair, the, the look isn't really that intimidating. No. She sells the fuck out of this. And I'm so glad that they're back as a duo. I don't know how you feel about the the return of um, Carrie and Carl, but uh, this this to me has legs. I don't realistically is he someone who could beat Roman? I don't know, but like the fact that he's this is the right gimmick now, uh, I think is uh, all the potential in the world, man. Yeah, well, you know, keep calm and carrying. Um, <laughs> I I didn't mind it at all. To be fair, I was I was quite swerved by it in a good way. I think. It's good that they've got another someone they're pushing towards the main event level that is uh, that is a heel, because um, just being the Roman show, hasn't it? And he's like he's the main heel. Everyone else is, you know, ooh, can we topple Roman? So it's nice to have that other dynamic there of somebody else who's a heel but is also fine for the title. So it kind of makes. I love Roman... the love the irony that he's going after Roman, considering his uh, his last main roster gimmick. <laughs> yeah, should be staying the fuck away from that. Um, <laughs> But no, to be fair, yeah, I'm 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 happy he's back, and to your point, I'm happy that they're back as a package because that's where it works really well. Um, I don't feel like yep. they've amped it up as much as they did in NXT, like you know, with the no, no. like the all constantly doing the black and white stuff, and you know the, well, the super the, the mystique. The, like, but even weeks before he debuted, they had the promos where he was like outside in his car for some reason and stuff like that. Yeah, which again was a little bit odd, but there you go. Yeah, exactly. uh, so like you say, it's had. It's not at the same height, but it certainly had the shot value because no one he was doing um control your narrative and then decided to actually control his narrative and fucking leave. Yeah. Um, well I think he so, did um was it NW he, he did um wasn't he facing Davy Boy oh, I uh, think Junior? He was, actually, yeah. was it yeah, NWA right. or something that she like a couple of days uh, before? Was so it MLW. Maybe it was MLW, yeah. Um so yeah, fair so, play. I I was swear by it, the, like Yeah. The the shock value, because we couldn't have done the hype package. And had the same shock. So the shock value of him coming back was pretty good in that sense. Yeah. One thing I will complain about, and not too much because this is early doors, but obviously we missed a couple of weeks, Carl. The mo- most recently, we had essentially involved, him and Scarlett involved in kind of the typical clusterfuck. Do you know what I mean? Like we had um, Scarlett interrupting Drew. Um, and then the Usos beating them down, and then naturally that turns into a tag match, which I, I kind of hate that whole trope anyway. Um, mm. And then Madcap Moss is Drew's partner for some reason, like which again doesn't really add up because you know that's the same guy who tried to kill him with a chair. <laughs> so, like, when when did they become like? There's so many people who Drew could partner with. Sheamus being like, where is Sheamus? Is Sheamus even on the same roster anymore? I don't know. It's a shame. It's a shameful thing. Mm. I think he's lost, lost his head. Um, but yeah, like I, I, again, it's early doors, so I'm not moaning too much. But I feel like the the second week out was a little bit of a bit more typical, like messy than anything mm. else, you know. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, well, Anthony, speaking of uh, things that, you know, <laughs> like water under the bridge and completely forgotten about, if you will, um, this next one was really interesting. So Ronda Rousey, um, who wasn't meant to be there because she suspended, ended up turning up with a bag full of money. That's right, Ronda Rich um, comes out. Wait, and's wait, like, wait. Didn't we get that with Becky Lynch? Yes, we did. The exact same. Exact, exact, the exact same thing, right? Um, whereas when Becky made it seem badass, Ronda just came across like an entitled little rich bitch that had used a fucking trust fund. You know what I mean? It was like she came out and was like, "Well, I can afford it." And it was like, "Oh god," because she's terrible on the mic as it is. So she just didn't get it across properly anyway. Whereas Becky came across as a badass by saying, "Yeah, whatever. I'll I'll pay the fine. It's not going to stop me." Whereas she was just like, yeah, you know, that uh, comes with the territory when you're the baddest bitch around. It gets expensive. Uh, it's like, have you, have, you seen those, um, have you seen those videos on like TikTok and that of like the American bullies? And they're yeah. like walking down. Like, that's what she reminded me of. She was just there like, well, I can She's do like, what I want. A, a parody. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, Honestly, yeah. It, it it's so annoying. Like, what is she talking about anyway? I have no idea. She's it's expensive. She's awful. What are you doing running people over? <laughs> like, you're paying out compensation left and fucking right because you're the baddest bitch around. Well, exactly. What are you bad at? Yeah, well, everything. Um, hey, did yeah, it? I get people food poisoning because I'm bad. Like, okay. <laughs> but um, the thing that the thing that irked me even more than this, believe it or not, so similar to as you've just said, like water under the bridge with Madcap and and Drew is as Ronda's walking out, Shayna Baszler, of all people, stops her on the ramp, and she's like, um, oh, well, I've, I've skipped a massive part. I was like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't empty the money. No, uh, the security came to basically take her out, and uh, she was, like, beating the shit out of security. And Shayna Baszler comes on the ramp and is like, you can't do that. You've got to play by the rules. And I'm like, this is the same bitch who bit a chunk out of <laughs> fucking Becky Lynch's neck, like, last year. Like, what well, the, the hell? the voice of reason. I know. Oh, I know. It's the most random thing anyway because she's a heel. Like, why, why would you come out going, you can't do this. You can't play by the rules and you get what you want. It's like, okay, Shayna. So. And what exactly did you get, Shayna? Well, you I think she's a... Uh, now, apparently. Like, well, she, what she, did she, you get? she has got a, a title shot to be fair to her. But, um, so I suppose it kind of made sense. But at the same time, yeah. I'm, I'm just I saying, man, I think she got a lot further not playing by the rules. When yeah, you look at her actual main 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 roster run, yeah, no, I agree. You know, she come out biting was, people, was and destroying people in the elimination chamber. She had a rocket up her ass at first. Right, playing by the rules has done her no fucking favors. Yeah, exactly, agreed. She wants to go back to biting people. <laughs> Maybe that's what the story is. Maybe Ronda's going to influence her. Maybe, and then they'll join Judgment Day, and it'll be a vampire cult, and everyone will live happily ever after. Live. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> So, Carl, we had also this week, and probably I think the last one for WWE, but we had a, a, a tournament announced to crown the new women's tag champs. So, firstly, that's interesting because a lot of people have wondered, uh, probably a little less now, definitely a little less now, a lot of people have wondered whether this has been a little bit of a work. And I don't know how you feel about it, whether it still potentially could be a bit of a work, but it's an unusual situation to be in, isn't it, here, with the whole mm. tag titles. But... Um, you know what? We like a good tournament bracket car. We do. And this yeah, is shaping do. up quite nicely. So we're getting EO Sky. At, I still am not used to that name, but EO Sky and Dakota Kai. <laughs> uh, they're going to face Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Okay, a little bit of a random mashup, that one, but okay. Uh, and then we've got Ra- Raquel Rodriguez again, another name change. Damn it. 
and Aaliyah, <laughs> and they will be facing someone. Well, some um, yeah, so uh, it's my terrible notes. So I think the match is meant to take place on SmackDown this week. So it's um, those two from NXT, Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons, taking on Natalia and Sonya Deville. So I imagine it'll be Natty and Sonya who make it through. So it'll be. Uh, ah. Brack, Ellen, I don't know. Thing. Wouldn't it be an interesting? I mean, again, could this be another like Triple H might actually start taking some stick if we push NXT too much? But God, could be know. interesting, couldn't it? Have the NXTs come up and do that? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they're both getting pushed pretty hard in NXT, so it would be yeah, be different if they actually managed to topple yeah. Natty and Sonya. It's interesting, like that. Nikita seems to be getting a lot of uh, fandom. Let's say, yeah, Just purely down to the way she pins people. Basically, I would say so. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I concur. I know nothing of it wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But um, yeah, but we like a good tournament bracket, Carl. Indeed, could be an interesting one. Who would you want Let's to see. win? Do we even care about the women's tag titles anymore? I like, imagine the, been tre- I'm really hope this is the start of them being treated well. To be honest, because they really haven't yeah. been. The last time I mean, there were any any respect was on them was probably when. Um, Bailey had them. Bailey yeah. and Sasha. Well, I imagine it's going to be Eo Sky and Dakota Kai, but it depends what they do with Sasha and Naomi. Like, have they resigned them? If so, are they going to do some kind of thing around that, and they just end up getting them back anyway? You know, um, it's the thing. I mean, we we might even see a shock return SmackDown this week, and that's how they round it out. I don't know. Yeah, but no idea. Is it still a work? Do you think it's a work? Um, in what sense? In what sense? When you say it's a work, like do you think the like the they're all they're like Sasha and Naomi were always coming back. Um, do you think there was a? Do you think it was a complete work, or there was an element of truth to it? I think there was definitely or an element of truth to them. Kind it's of complete dropping there. No, I, I think them they definitely did walk out with the um, and left the titles there and stuff like that. Like that was confirmed to have happened, but whether or not they then turned it into you know, an angle where they bring them back and it's like, well, we never really lost those belts and it leads to something, maybe. I can see that happening. Like that time CM Punk walked out and then come back with his title and was like, I never really lost my title. Yeah. Like exactly like that. Kind of like that. Okay. Kind of exactly like that. (laughs) Kind of exactly like that. Um, So yes, that was WWE. Let's throw it over to AEW. So, we had John Moxley versus the Lionheart Chris Jericho. It's basically, it's so funny. This so basically, Jericho gone back to his Lionheart gimmick. Supposedly, the last survivor at the Heart Dungeon. I literally think they just want to have more costumes for the AEW Fight Forever game. Just like let's, at this point, he's come out under about <laughs> ten different outfits at this point. So and different gimmicks. So it's like okay, nah, fine. It's definitely not about the costumes for the video game. I mean, we're definitely gonna get Captain Insano as well. But that's definitely just you know. <laughs> nostalgic purposes it's nothing to yeah. do with costumes no of course not yeah. <laughs> you know costumes and figures and just IP you know in general um, but yeah like to be fair this match was really really good you know you can say what you want about Jericho I know he's had a couple of blips in his um, more recent AW matches but he was really good here he was, he was like you know old school Jericho he, he nailed everything um, it was just absolutely on point uh, there was a really sick um, segment where Jericho ripped out Moxley's earring Um and obviously just was bleeding everywhere. So I'd, I'd like to think it wasn't real, but Moxley's a madman. So. I'm, there, I'm there watching that like, you know what? 
This is why you shouldn't wear earrings in PE. This is this is exactly why they tell you not to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a African billboard advertisement for that. Um, but yeah, so I'd, all in all, the match I thought was really good. I think Jericho proved a lot of people wrong, and he's you know had a lot of critics and people saying that he's passed it. And I think he he looked great in this, so so that was good. Um, but yeah, the match itself was bloody. You know, uh, Mox I, had the earring spot. I tend to find most of the um, most of the critics for Jericho though they they're just people who want to hate Jericho. It doesn't really matter what he does. Well, yeah, or like, just hate. He deliberately got big for Japan, and everyone called him fat. Then he lost mm. weight, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, but you know, he's he's, he's still past it now." It's like, what, what can he do? What can the man do, really? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but so we had the match, and obviously. Um, uh, Jericho eventually got uh, choked out by Moxley and as expected the JAS come down and then the Blackpool Combat Club come down it's all like fighting everywhere and then CM Punk returns and he <gasps> comes back and fends off the JAS and has a stare down with Moxley in the ring and it looked dead good and I think everybody wants to see that match so Punk yeah. Mox is going to be a good match oh yeah defo defo so I don't the know whether is, Punk though, we definitely need MJF back sooner rather than later though I miss that guy. If this so is at work, it's going on way too long. And the recent suggestion, I don't... Are we covering it in the news? I don't think so. Dame Jeff Rubens. The recent <laughs> suggestion, uh, based on, I think it was something Britt Baker put out, is that he's around. He's around. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, I don't know, but I definitely miss that guy. I'd love to see him back. But, yeah, I think... I don't know whether Punk is cleared, but you'd like to think if they've brought him back that he's going to be able to make all out at least. So I think that's the match you make for all out in September, isn't it? Is Moxley versus Punk. That's oh, a damn headliner right. and that's going to sell that's the match. a lot yeah. of tickets. So, yeah, loved it. Indeed. But who would you favour to win? Um, do we want to see Punk retain his title and have a Punk run? Or do we want Mox to kick his ass? It's a massively tough one, to be fair. I do feel harsh on Punk because he never got much time with the belt. Um, so you kind of want it to go back on the rightful owner, I suppose. But at the same time, you don't want to cheapen Moxley either because he is a legit badass, isn't he? And he's just won it back. So, But I, I, I'd probably go Punk, to be honest. Yeah. I think whatever it is, I think them two are going to make a point of going to war over this. It's going to be a banger of a match. Oh, gotcha. One not to be missed, you might even say. Yeah. Agreed. He just needs to stop jumping into the audience and breaking his foot. That'll, yeah. that'll be helpful. I think, I think he might be uh, either that or they're going to have to get softer barriers. <laughs> well, it be interesting to see if he jumps into the audience again. Maybe I know, he's yeah. learned his lesson. Well, exactly. People still think it, that he, he busted it when he was doing the um, the bookshop, but I think we've we've unearthed the truth behind that. Yeah, you, you look at our TikTok. That. You look at our One TikTok, day we we'll interview Punk and go, seriously, that was the barrier, wasn't it? And he'll go... <laughs> Yes. We'll be vindicated and everyone will rejoice. <laughs> Vindication! <laughs> anyway, Carl, Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. you know, heavily criticised, but okay, she's not the best wrestler in a technical sense ever, but I think she's done absolutely fantastic with the TBS title, right? To the point, Carl, she has now gone 36 and oh. Damn. Most recently, going up against Madison Rain, and for those of you who don't know, Madison Rain has been recently appointed as AEW's, uh, I want to say, head coach. I don't know what their full title is there, Carl. Yeah, she's I think she's a um, like, coach the, the women's division, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she was actually the, the latest challenger for Jade. This woman is a 17 year veteran, you know, um, and no slouch in the ring. And the pair of them put on a really good match. But ultimately, Jade picks up the win and takes the 36 and 0. But what do we get, Carl? 
we get Athena jumping the mm-hmm. guardrail. So, what do we make of this? I'm thinking uh, Athena could be the one to break the streak. And again, this could be another absolute banger of a match set for all out. Yeah, it's inter- it is really interesting this because I think obviously before Stats got injured, so obviously she's looking at another lengthy, uh, lengthy um, time on the sidelines. Unfortunately now, but mm. I didn't know where yeah, she's it was had going. A, a really bad, bad bit of luck so far. Yeah, she I feel I feel really bad for her because you know I didn't know whether it was going to be Athena or whether it's going to be um, Statlander who was going to be the one to challenge uh, Jade. But I guess that decision has now been made just based on that injury so um i i could see it to be fair obviously they brought athena in um so i don't know i think maybe jade does need to be dethroned maybe because you don't want to go down goldberg territory I think you get to a point exactly you get to a point when she does need to take the loss and to be honest it keeps the tbs title interesting doesn't it yeah the thing is though it has to mean something so if if it is going to be athena that that does beat her it can't then just be like, oh, and then it fades into obscurity. Like, Jade has legitimised that title, so it needs to still be defended. It needs to, you know, whoever beats yeah. her, it needs to mean something. For me, do you know what I think, though, would be a good shout, right? Because a lot of people I've criticised, like, people coming in and then getting put on dark and never being seen again and so on like that. Athena's an example of someone who's come in and she's fucking killed it and potentially could walk away with the title in a short space of time, right? Mm. So, for me... They could turn this into a thing, couldn't they? Like, if she went up, let's say, Athena, after taking the belt, assuming that's what happens, she goes up into a feud with, uh, let's say, Ruby Soho, as an example. Mm. Right? Because on the back of that, Ruby's not had the same opportunity that Athena was gifted, so the the feud writes itself right there. Yeah, Like, on paper. You know, there's probably reasons Ruby hasn't been thrust into that main event scene. Well, not main event, sorry, that, you know. Uh, TBS titles technically no no let's what do we call it they don't have mid card titles is that what they've said in the <laughs> that's past that's what they've said bullshit they, it is but, you they're, know, on, sure. they're on equal standard well I mean on that right people will probably hate me for this suggestion do you know who I would actually quite like to see um, dethrone Jade go on Britt Baker interesting now people are like oh you know she's actually been the, the main champ for ages and stuff like that but I don't know I feel like because she, and you know what, she's one of the pillars, and as far as people to hold the like, the first one to hold both, exactly. Not at the same time, obviously, but to have held both, that wouldn't be a bad shout. That to be honest with you, yeah, I'm sure they could do a load of fun stuff with like TBS and DMD and all that as well. You know, three letters. Um, Even read the belt, DMD title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'd, I I would actually quite like to see that. To be fair, I know everyone is probably shouting now, going, "God, no." No, God, no. <laughs> um, well, it'd be an interesting one as well, wouldn't it? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, wouldn't this have been done before we've had a TNT title holder become world champ as well? Have we had that? Who's held the TNT I lost a little bit of track of TNT title. Yeah, I like, think so. Yeah. Who's had it overall? Cody, so this would be... Cody, Brody, Miro, Darby... Flex out of Charlie. Stark. Keep going. The Starks had it. Scorpio Sky's had it twice. Sky's had it, yeah. Um, Sammy's had it twice. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't think anyone's. So, so from a perspective, of, and I know it's not about men versus women or anything like that, but wouldn't it be a nice accolade for the women's the women's roster to have achieved before the men? Like, 
because so far no TBS, uh, no TNT champs have gone on to win the world title or vice versa. Mm. Um, because you know we don't have a main title and a mid card title, so it doesn't matter what way around it goes. <laughs> so Brit Brit would be the only one in the company who's won both. Yeah, I quite like that to be fair. But um, I imagine where they're leaning towards for all out is we're probably going to get unless they do something with Thunder and Tony Storm again. We're probably going to get Brit Baker and Thunder Rose's final like the blow off match between them, and I don't think they'll take the title off Thunder and put it back on Brit. So maybe that's the way that it happens. I, hope after that. I don't think but... she's had um, had the, the right run with the belt yet. I wanted to keep you it a bit longer. Than, um... Yeah, I'll keep saying. I'll, Never you know, lose. Be years and I'll still be saying that. <laughs> I just don't Thunder think she's had no time yet. Like, she's retiring, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, now yeah. Uh, you have to admit, though, like we know there's more she can do with that that, that champ uh, that belt. So she needs to keep it longer. Thunder, yes. that is. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah the next one I want to talk about um, another fantastic match um, was the coffin match between Brody King and Darby Allen. now anyone who caught me reviewing the match that Brody and Darby had um, a couple of weeks ago knew that it was probably one of my favourite matches of the year if not my favourite match um, this one again I just I just love this feud like this is David and Goliath done right um, it's not like you know what I mean like we've seen one of our big kind of hang-ups around like the likes of Rey Mysterio and stuff like that is a lot of time it's oh yeah the little how is he going to overcome and whereas with Darby and Brody it's like Brody just legitimately massacres Darby the majority of the time as it should be um and this was no difference like essentially Brody beat the shit out of Darby for the whole match um but yeah there was a really and it's been done so many times, and we all could see it coming a million miles away. But the spot with um, when they opened the coffin and Sting was sat inside it, you know, it's, it's like I don't know. Yeah. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna that's, pop for that. That's still no, awesome. I think that's one of them cliches. That's still fun. Yeah. Like you say, we've seen it done so much, but it, it's never an off one, is it? Well, exactly. And you had obviously you had um, Buddy Matthews coming back. Um, you had like the whole House of Black. Now, Buddy Matthews put stuff. up a, a tweet that really said not much, but everyone's so sure that he hates AEW and is definitely leaving. So I'm surprised he come back. Well, yeah. Um, if it's on the internet, it has to be true. Just me being yeah. passive aggressive. Like literally, anyone puts anything. <laughs> yeah. Any anything um, at all. Like someone put like, ah, oh, sick of waiting because they're in a queue at McDonald's. I was like, ah, oh, sick of waiting to leave. See, he's, he's waiting out his contract. <laughs> I was like, just calm the fuck down. Yeah. Exactly. Calm, um, but yeah, so you know, match wise, thought it was really good. I really like House of Black as well. They do feel like a really cohesive unit. I think if these trio titles do, uh, well, they are happening, but I don't think they'll win them straight away. But <laughs> without you know, used to be like, if they if they happen, that well, exactly. Not used to the fact that they are. Um, but I could definitely see that faction holding them at some point. But um, yeah, match was awesome. I love the little throwback at the end where Darby choked out um, Brody King in the same way that he got choked out and eliminated from the Battle Royal. So well, love that the same way. Um, well, yeah, there's a chain involved this time, but still. Um, so, yeah, I liked, obviously, that whole spot where he fell into the coffin and stuff like that. So, yeah, really liked it. Really liked this feud. And, obviously, it's one apiece now, so will we get a blow-off match? I'm not too sure. Um, all remains to be seen, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want a normal wrestling match, but we can have this blow-off that you're suggesting. Works for me. But, uh, now, Carl, my next one, and I think, again, the last one for AEW. Just a fantastic bit of tag team wrestling, let's be honest. The Lucha Brothers versus Andrade and Rush. I mean, I think we've said a few times now the Lucha Brothers are fucking amazing. Right? Next level. So good. Next level. 
And this again, just a really I mean, there's no no disrespect to Andrade and Rush, but um the Lucha Brothers, I think, proven time and time again how fucking awesome they are. Right. And again, this was just a fucking awesome tag match, high energy. And you know what? It was like this really unique spot with um them tying Penta's mask to the ropes. Mm, and then he's had to sort of dive to unmask himself to try uh, to save from the pin. And yeah. I, again, that's like it, it's just like unique shit like that, isn't it? Like, yeah, I just, I I just love stuff that you don't see all the, the, the time. That's fantastic as well. But that, like you yeah. say, it's a bit different and it was uh, interesting as fuck. And um, do you know what? The fans absolutely fucking hated it and it led to a great bit of um, heel heat for mm. uh, Andrade and Rush. So I think everything about this match was just, it was really good fun, really enjoyable. And it's one of them matches and I don't know why I do this so much, but like on paper you look at that and you go, yeah, sure it'll be okay, but you don't, like you don't go into it like excited and that's no disrespect to them yeah. because I think that's how it ends up surprising you every fucking time I should look at a Lucha Brothers match now and go this is going to be fucking good but <laughs> for some reason I still don't I still go yeah it should be an alright match and then I think WWE being... have just like preconditioned us whenever you see a tag team match you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like eh. do you know what I mean like, you, you forget <laughs> almost like no no this is AW and this is the Lucha Brothers like this is going to be fire so yeah exactly and um, I'm still not in that mindset of going, this is going to be fire. So I think, again, I was almost surprised by how good the match was, even though I shouldn't be. So, yeah, um, yeah all in all, I think it was just a quality fucking match. Indeed. Um, so probably just a little quick preview then um, of tonight. So obviously we have AW, which is sponsored by House of the Dragon. Uh, so it's all House of the mm-hmm. Dragon branded. Um, but, yeah, it's looking pretty stacked, to be fair. So we've House got... of the Dragon? Well, yeah, exactly. We've got um, Tony Storm taking on Kyle and King. We've got the Varsity Blondes taking on the Gun Club. We have, uh, our, well, I'm not sure if it's the first trios one, but we've got a trios match, which is Andrade, Rush, and Dragon Lee taking on the Young Bucks and their mystery partner. Now, we know it's not going to be Hangman Adam Page because he's going to um, be managing the Dark Order in their kind of quest. So, Kenny Omega coming back tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Kenny. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Kenny. I think that's going to happen. Um, so that's going to be exciting. And obviously, we've got um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who, who's just been on all over our YouTube shorts, uh, is the special guest timekeeper for the main events, which is going to be uh, Brian Danielson and Danny Garcia in a two out of three falls match. And that's just going to be fucking awesome, uh, like like all this stuff is. So, straight fire. Straight fire from the dragon. In House of Dragon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, you probably agree. Raw, SmackDown, AEW, um, being really good. Bit of healthy yeah. competition, well, really making them, making them step things up. It's felt a lot better the last couple of weeks, so long may that continue. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, so, okay. until next week... Uh, make sure you check out the Ringside Report, where we're going to be talking through a lot of interesting pieces of news, including you know WWE Raw and SmackDown potentially going to Netflix is an interesting one. Uh, potentially yeah. WWE Draft coming up as well, so make sure you tune into that to get all the latest there. And we're going to be giving super early match card predictions for Clash at the Castle. But until then... Super early. Super early. Um, until then, here is the one and only Thunder Rosa to say... Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Thunder Rosa, and you're watching or listening A to the K.
A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K.